1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45
2: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Disney stirs outrage by abolishing the dwarfs in this physically sensitive remake of the fairy tale classic. Is it time to stand up for the little guys against diversity-obsessed Hollywood? We'll debate. Plus, records are smashed as heatwaves spark wildfires and deadly temperatures across the globe. Skeptics call it climate alarmism. But should we be genuinely alarmed? We'll debate. And we're live in Death Valley. From sweltering heat to cool as ice, actor, business mogul and rap legend Ice Cube goes uncensored with me
1: one-on-one. Live. From the news building in London,
3: this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Good evening from London and welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. I've always used this show as a platform to stand up for the little guys. Never before have I meant that quite so literally as I do tonight. Behind-the-scenes pictures from Disney's live-action remake of Snow White with this weekend. There appears to be a sizable problem. Where are the dwarfs? They're gone. Cancelled. Banished. And not this time by the Wicked Queen. Now, they've bitten the poison apple of diversity and inclusion, which has turned out to exclude them. Disney's PC reimagining of the legendary fairy tale doesn't feature seven dwarves at all. Instead, it's seven magical creatures of varying sizes, shapes, ethnicities and genders. The lead role of Snow White is played by Hispanic actress Rachel Zegler. And I've got no real issue with that, although, of course, Snow White was called Snow White because her skin was as white as the snow, and that was, of course, in a fairy tale. We've been lectured for years about cultural appropriation and the vital importance of Hispanics playing Hispanics, trans actors for trans characters, disabled stars for disabled parts, but where's the consistency? In the original fairy tale, the Brothers Grimm wrote that Snow White is called Snow White because, as I say, her skin was Snow White. That's why her mother called her Snow White. And that's the problem when you start pandering to the permanently offended, You can never go far enough last year peter dinklage probably the most famous dwarf in the world slammed disney for including dwarves in its movie at all
2: you're still telling the story of snow white White, yeah seven dwarves sure look take take a step back and look at what you're doing there yeah i know that makes no sense to me
4: well oh so you're
2: progressive in one way and then but you're still making that (laughs) backward Oh, story of seven dwarves living <laughs> in a cave
5: get What the f- are you doing?
3: Well, Peter Dinklage got his way. The dwarves have now been sidelined, cancelled. As critics in the dwarf community pointed out, though, it's all well and good for Peter Dinklage to take this moralising stand. Now, he's already made millions of dollars and become a megastar by playing a dwarf in shows like Game of Thrones. Disney, for its part, said it's taking a different approach to avoid reinforcing stereotypes. But what exactly are the stereotypes in Snow White that are so problematic? The Seven dwarves, you may recall, are industrious, inventive, friendly, and, yes, they're small. What's wrong with any of that? What's stereotypical? What's damaging? What's harmful? And then another blow for diminutive actors, trailers for the new Willy Wonka movie, reveal something really quite sinister.
0: You're the funny little man who's been following.
6: I will have you know that I am a perfectly respectable size for an oompa
3: That's right. Regular-sized irritant Hugh Grant has taken a plum role as one of Wonka's pint-sized assistants, again depriving a talented dwarf actor of a role he was born to play. And that's the problem with Hugh Grant. He never cares about the little guys. Well, joining me is Dylan Posel, who played Hornswoggle, the leprechaun in WWE between 2006 and 2016, and by the podcaster and commentator James Barr. All right, uh, James, you've got no problem with what Disney are doing. You think this
1: is progressive and inclusive, and all those moaning about it, should shut up. I think you should live in the 1930s, actually, Piers, because that's where you belong, really, listening to what you were just saying then. Also, I'm going to quote Warwick Davis, because he said he finds it patronising when people are offended on his behalf. Mm-hmm. And you've just spent a five-minute monologue being offended on his behalf. Mm-hmm. And I think that's ridiculous.
3: Well, let me bring in Dylan, because Dylan uh, is also offended and he happens to be a dwarf actor. Dylan, I've got to say, I, I was very curious when I saw what Peter Dinklage came out and said. Because I did wonder, who appointed him the head of the dwarf actor community? And it turns out nobody did other than him. And the people who, it seems to me, have really suffered in all this are the six dwarf actors who would have expected to have roles in this remake in a massive Hollywood blockbuster who are now not going to have that experience, all the money, all the fame that may have come with that. What is your response to
0: that? So it's not a progression at all to me my issue with it is exactly what you said there are actors dwarf actors that live that that dream to be in a major motion picture such as this disney remake and now because peter dinklage uh, said what he said last year now it's taken away and it's taken away because of quote unquote progression and all that and that's it's not it's not really it's not right Because these are roles made for actors of my stature. Roles that aren't ever really given. I can't go out for the Harrison Ford or the George Clooney roles because that's not for me. These dwarf roles are for people of my stature. And now it's taken away? I don't feel that's right. And not only that, but now think about the additional stunt actors or body doubles or that. Now you're talking multiple Actors of my stature that don't get these major roles, and why? What's the real? What's the reasoning? Because we're supposed to be progressive, and we're supposed to just not view them as that. Well, you know, these are heroes. All of these dwarves, all of the, all of these dwarves took care of Snow White. They all had characteristics, separate characteristics. They weren't these cave dwelling monsters that, that that people speak of. It's it's. They all had. Seven different characteristics mm. for seven different actors that from my community, and I don't, I don't feel it's right that that got taken. I taken completely away from us. and
3: utterly agree with you. And the irony is that they profess these progressives to want to do this to protect you, right? They protect dwarf actors from being, you know, somehow smeared. But you don't Pete, feel that
0: way at all, Peter. Peter Dinklage spoke up about this, and that was my issue. He had in the past no issue cashing checks that were made for dwarf roles mm. like elf and all of that. Yes, he blew away the barriers when he did his his roles that weren't necessarily made for a dwarf. But the elf role was made for a dwarf. Mm. That check cleared just fine. So now that he's gone and done that, the progression of dwarf actors, he's... He, he, It just doesn't. It doesn't sit right with me that this guy who is exactly what you said. What what gave him the voice for all of our community? No, Why? Com- com-
3: I was um, honest, I think... Oh, a, complete, is, a, to, to a complete hypocrite. Let me, bring jo- let me bring James back in. So, when James- Piers
1: Morgan is agreeing with you, I think you need to be concerned. I'll say that for the... F- so you're telling a dwarf actor what he should but feel? i definitely... Not- liter- hang on. Definitely having absolutely having, having literally
3: say. just lectured me... About say. speaking
1: for someone in the dwarf community, Warwick Davis, you
3: now accuse a dwarf I'm actor. not... No,
1: it's not what I said. I said that if anyone... If you're siding with anyone, you've got to worry. Right. What I'd like to say, actually, is that I kind of mostly agree with what you're no, saying. Now
0: you're... No. Sir, that's just taking a pot shot there. No, by saying, I it, yeah, oh, yeah it is Pierce absolutely Morgan taking a pot is, shot. Yeah.
1: But I do agree with what you're saying. I completely agree with your point of view, and I think that's really important. But I, I can only speak from my experience. And as a gay man, I know that growing up, I witnessed gay people being villains in movies when I was Seven seen. dwarves are villains. And that I think stereotypes are really important to What stereotype do you think they represent? In the universe of Snow White, wouldn't it be better I don't feel, if dwarves I don't feel are
0: not this I... isn't a part of this about the stereotype. Right. This is about roles that were that were made for people such a, of my stature that don't have the chance to go out for other
1: roles normally. But
3: you, James, so Barr, why are we you, you thinking... want to stop Dylan getting not, a role in a Hollywood yes, film. I am not
1: going to get into an attack on a dwarf. You don't want a dwarf actor to no, land a role I do, playing actually. a dwarf part. Listen, a why? dwarf can play a dwarf part, but I think it's important to change narratives that don't fit in today's society and really Which is be that better. narrative? It might be better What's the, if dwarves just exist sir, in normal me. roles everywhere What's, because they do exist What was in so bad life? about the way dwarves are depicted in Snow White? Have I missed something? Well, listen, I'm not that's, here to that's well. what I, That's what I'm kind well, of wondering. Well, well. Well, I don't well, represent Disney, but I'm just saying I think I see their point of view. What's their point of view? What was so bad about the depiction of the what, dwarves? Why are you What's so upset about a movie changing with the times and moving forward Because I think, that honestly, with great is respect, really, There is real news we could be discussing. No, but this
3: is real news if you're a dwarf actor who are now out of work. Because of virtue signaling idiots, but you're just who using think that this. Everything has to be rewritten you are just to using be inclusive. Dylan as
1: a cheap when in shot... fact, it's not inclusive at all. No, you're using Dylan as a cheap shot to attack a wokey. That's what's I don't think happening. Dylan feels I'm
3: using him as a cheap shot. And what I would say about the wokey thing is this: I have spent the last year listening to people tell me only gay actors should play gay parts, only Welsh actors, and so Michael Sheen should play Welsh characters, and so on and so on uh, and so on. Are but the moment we have dwarf roles, which are the most famous dwarf roles in Hollywood history, then the only people apparently you can't play them are dwarf actors, and dogs. I see there it's a cartoon. What so hypocrisy.
1: It has not changed. It was a cartoon. Those weren't actually dwarfs in the movie. They were drawn, OK? So, firstly... They were drawn as absolute, dwarfs. No, that is... But it's a story about dwarfs, dwarfs. Well, they the shouldn't story be called, called dwarfs. They, should be called, they shouldn't be called dwarfs. No, they should be called people with dwarfs. What's wrong with they being called dwarfs? dwarfs? Nothing, but that's not the that's correct That's the story. Dylan, apparently you're
3: not allowed to call yourself dwarfs. Apparently, Dylan, you're not allowed to call yourself dwarfs, apparently.
1: I would love to hear. What should I call myself, sir? I think you should call yourself whatever you feel comfortable with. But as a person, he calls himself a dwarf. Well, that's, that's great. A dwarf. Then. Good yeah. for you. I'm happy. So, so now, but now, sir, <laughs> let me let me let me pause that.
0: So we, it it shouldn't be called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Listen, I do not want to get cancelled because I think
1: your point of view is more important than mine right now. But what I'm annoyed about is peers trying to take Mm -hmm. a cheap shot at someone that believes in society moving forward. Yeah, I'm actually because really, I'm actually
3: exposing the hypocrisy of the woke mentality of only gay people can play gay parts, only trans actors can play trans parts, and so on and so on and so on. I think we would get to to a place where everyone can play Snow White and the Seven
1: Dwarfs has to be cancelled because you're not allowed to have dwarf You actors. should be happy, Piers, because it means that now you can play your dream role of grumpy.
3: I would love to play grumpy. I loved all the uh, well, dwarves in that movie. They were
1: great. Let sorry, me ask Now you, guys, you're guys, being a hypocrite. Guys, you'd, you'd love just, to play just, grumpy, no, 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 but you're no, no, taking a no, no, your no, role no. No. away from a dwarf the issue factor. at hand...
3: No, I would play a fully grown grump by quite take, happily. By taking
1: away a role from a Let grump. me ask
3: you, Dylan, uh, about the Hugh Grant playing sure. an Umpa Loompa, because again, it seems to me... Oh, we've got a clip of him playing an Umpa Loompa. Let's have a look at this. You're the
0: funny little man who's been following I will have you know that I am a perfectly respectable size for an oompa-loompa. An one what now? Allow me to refresh your memory. Oh, I don't think I want to hear that. Too late.
6: I've started dancing now. Once we've started, we can't stop. So
0: you're the funny little man who's been
2: following
3: me. Now, they use CGI there, Dylan, to effectively make him into an oompa lumper dwarf. So now...
0: What do you feel about that? Yes, yeah, sir. So now... Now we're not only... Using CGI and spending extra money and, and funding for these movies, when we could just cast dwarves in that role, mm. whether it be one dwarf or multiple, that like they have been in the past. Now you're taking at least one role away, mm. or multiple roles away, for Oompa Loompa characters. That that's what they were in the past, and and why. Again, I go back to my 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 stance on. These roles, roles in Hollywood in general, are very hard for people of my community to yeah. get besides the elf and the leprechaun and this and that. So why are they being taken from my community? That's my issue here. Well, it's you, know not you know why? You know why Dylan? You know why because people
3: like James here, they think it's progressive and inclusive. No. When See, in fact, it's regressive. That, that's Pierce, not my word. It's not my It's regressive is. and exclusive Pierce, your words.
0: Pierce, I, I... Dylan Pierce, I will, I, I will, I will agree with the mindset of it's not right. Uh, I don't know James. James seems to be uh, in in partial agreement with me on the dwarf actors and the roles with uh, that that these should be. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't on the other stuff. I can't speak on that. Obviously, it's that's I'm focused fully on the dwarf community really losing roles in these films. God, I think James starts... With, Star- to... with all the strikes, with all the writer strikes yeah. well, and this the is, I, strikes, I do agree with you. And important. I think
1: all I'm it, trying to say is that I think it's a nuanced conversation and there's mm. a few different points of view that are valid. And ultimately, in my experience as a gay man, the reason we're upset about gay people not getting gay roles in movies is because we're not getting straight roles as well. And mm. until we are, it's unfair that those roles are taken away from us. So we, in that respect... What a, what's like that got to do with war Because they, something... f-
3: they can't play... Well, Regular I, think, size I think
1: Peter Dinklage's original point is that he would like to see more dwarves in films in general, not just playing dwarves. In what general.
0: Literally, I should, a, a person of my stature should be able to go out for the same as a six foot five, 200 pound human. But it's, it's just not that way. And I'm okay with that. In reality, I'm okay with that. It's understandable to me. But... When it's these roles that are made for people of my stature, yes. that's where I have the issue. You know what, Dylan? The movie,
3: one of the great movies of all time, is called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. If if dwarf actors in Hollywood are not picked to play those roles, I don't know what roles you're supposed to be playing. It's, it's unbelievably I have, patronizing. Uh, They've done
0: this under the be- banner of so-called progression. And it's not... Again, like I said, these dwarves in that movie and/or in this this uh, story aren't viewed poorly. I don't believe no. they're all separate characters that yeah. are actually heroes for this lady. <laughs> yes, and they take care and they take this lady in. They saved so they're her. Viewed so well to society, they
3: save the woman. Now they're, they're hardworking. They're wealthy. They they are kind. They are generous-hearted. It's hard to think of a more positive a- sort of narrative about any people at all.
1: Well, let's just go back to the 1930s, Piers. I think you'd be happy you there. You know what? Jack? Blackface would exist now. No, no, no. It's not blackface. It's James. It's not James, blackface. James, is and what you're now doing? Happy. Because you know you've lost. Just being. know you've lost, lost the argument.
5: No, there's no argument. And you know you've been you're, embarrassed by the argument. You're not embarrassed. It. You James are embarrassed. James
3: just said. Hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. We agree with each other. Please. All right, You know what? You do agree with him now because you realise the futility of your argument.
0: James, you can't go and go. Oh, you got to go back to 1930s. No. no, James. When you, if you agree with what I'm saying, you I can't
3: agree with what you're saying. I yeah. don't agree with anything that Piers. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, Dylan. Dylan, just he to be said, clear, he
0: literally just said yeah. what D- I said, James.
3: Dylan, just to be clear, he doesn't agree when I say it, but when you say it, he agrees. Because you're not and a dwarf. That, that right now, I'm not a dwarf. No. But that right there is the hypocrisy of the woke brigade. Uh, Dylan, well, okay. OK, what okay. A, So let, let me let, let me just say, Dylan, I've got to let you off real quickly,
0: please. Pierce, quickly. Final word, Dylan. Pierce wrote James. James, let me ask you this. So if a a writer writes a piece on what I'm saying, is it wrong of them? Because essentially that's the same as the words coming out of my
1: mouth. Yeah, Yeah, but you're not saying that I am a woke hypocrite and Piers is, and that's what I disagree with because I'm absolutely not. I, I, so I know, when I'm I say, I disagree with right, you, it um, nothing to do with your life. leave
3: it you there. Just to be clear, Dylan, he disagrees with what I say, but when you say exactly the same thing, he completely agrees <laughs> That's with you. A, you're and so that annoying. Is James Barr, right to <laughs> a T. Uh, All nonsense. Fantastic having you on Piers Morgan Uncensored. You did a, such a brilliant job in highlighting why this is so ridiculous. Shame on Disney, and I hope you get another brilliant role very soon. I really do.
0: Well, I, I hope so too, and I, I hope that uh, this really kind of resounds with how my how I feel. Yeah, and I don't speak for the whole dwarf culture no. and and community, but this is
1: literally well, how does. I feel. Piers Morgan speaks for the entire Dylan,
3: dwarf community. I've got to leave it there, Dylan.
1: He thank for you, all of you.
3: Thank so you, Dylan, for joining me, and James. That's helpful, I think. Thank you for joining me because you so welcome. You came on and you beautifully highlighted the, the shocking hypocrisy,
1: culture of, of your culture. Absolutely.
3: Uh, Uncensored next, (laughs) temperature records tumble as a deadly heat wave sparks wildfires and warnings to stay indoors, albeit not in the UK. Death Valley could be about to register the hottest temperature ever recorded on planet Earth. We're live there next. back to Piers Morgan sensor After a weekend of deadly temperatures across parts of Asia, Europe and North America, meteorologists are expecting more record-breaking temperatures in the next few days. In China this weekend, temperatures hit 52.2 degrees Celsius. In Italy, temperatures could surpass 46 degrees Celsius by next Sunday. And in the USA, after a weekend high of 53, some experts reckon Death Valley could, maybe as soon as today, register the highest temperature recorded on Earth. So is it another freak weather event, or is it the red alert sceptics may need to look up and acknowledge the immediate realities of climate change? Joining me now from Sweden, you also are best things first, and I'm a man am plenty to say on climate change. Bjorn are in, in Washington, atmospheric meteorologist Matthew Capucci. But first, let's go live to Gia Ponce, who's a park ranger at Death Valley, which may well break all-time records, maybe even as early as today. Uh, well, welcome uh, to you, Gia. What's it like today? How does it feel, this kind of heat?
5: Uh, It's pretty warm. (laughs) So, uh, forecasted highs today are supposed to be 125 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 53 or so. Um, Definitely normal for this time of year, uh, but we are having uh, an excessive heat warning all week long. Uh, Any visitors to the park should definitely take precautions.
3: What is interesting is we're now seeing those temperatures in China. We're seeing them in parts of europe nearly at that level as well what does that tell you about what may be going on with our climate
5: uh we might see some impacts uh here in death valley we're definitely seeing some impacts Uh, i mean seven of death valley's hottest summers occurred in just the last 10 years and it's only predicted to get higher Um, we're seeing impacts in our wildlife uh, in our vegetation Uh, Bristlecone pine trees, we do have them here in Death Valley and they're starting to see the effects as well.
3: So really tangible things that you can see now on an almost annual basis and getting worse. Are you fearful Mm -hmm. about what may be coming?
5: Uh, We're definitely concerned and we're definitely trying to take steps to address them, uh, trying to plan ahead for the future, uh, seeing as we're protecting Death Valley for future generations. Um, But, yeah, uh, it's definitely concerning.
3: And there are lots of people coming as tourists to death valley purely to experience the heat is that a sensible idea
5: um well uh it's definitely possible to visit death valley during the hottest times of the summer uh we just urge people to do so safely uh now death valley is one of the largest national parks in the lower 48 states we're 3.4 million acres large we're roughly the size of the state of Connecticut. We're larger than a few European countries. Uh, so it's a big park, lots of big wilderness spaces. Um, and all we ask of visitors, if, if you're gonna come, uh, you definitely wanna just drive around to the popular viewpoints, stick to the paved roads and stick close to your air conditioned car. Uh, it's really important to limit outdoor exposure. Yeah just want to make sure that you're staying hydrated and wearing all sorts of sun protection
3: Ponce, i appreciate you taking time out from what must be a busy time for you thank you very much indeed thank you Ponce, there is a warden down at death valley um which could literally kill you in these heats um let's go now to uh matthew capucci you're an atmospheric meteorologist matthew what does this tell you we hear there's seven in the last 10 years record-breaking levels of heat in Death Valley alone. We're now seeing, obviously, China, many parts of Europe having record highs. What do you put this down to? Is there any other explanation than climate change?
0: most definitely. It's not really one or the other. Weather is always going to happen. We'll have ups and downs and random extreme events because weather, after all, is just kind of the average, the sum of a bunch of different crests and troughs. That said, we have a background of human-induced climate change, raising the floor and sort of nudging events, exceptional events, into record territory. Imagine, for example, that I want to be a basketball player. I'm not a super tall person. Once in a great while, I might randomly get a layup. But if suddenly the floor of that basketball court keeps rising and rising a little
5: bit, the odds of me getting a layup or a slam dunk, go up and up and up. So the same thing's happening here. Yes, it's summertime, yes, it's hot, but we're pushing these heat domes, these big sprawling
0: blobs of high pressure and hot air, into record territory. So these kind of exceptional events will happen much more
3: often. Okay, Uh, Bjorn Lomberg, uh, you're a a climate sceptic, climate change sceptic. Why, given all this apparent evidence that the planet is literally overheating?
2: So, Pierce, thanks. Uh, First of all, I think Matt and I are totally in agreement. Global warming is real, and as temperatures rise, you're going to see more heat waves. That's not what I'm skeptical about. It's the implications that we're being told. So one is, that means we should start implementing policies that essentially dissembled the entire growth machinery of the last 200 years. So it's going to cost hundreds of trillions of dollars, and it will have absolutely no impact over the next couple of decades. No, if you actually want to help people, and you need to help people with heat, you need more air conditioning, you need cheap energy, you need more climate resilient cities. And then you also need to recognize that while heat is certainly dangerous, it still is only about one tenth as dangerous as cold around the world. And so if you really care about saving human lives, you need to recognize as temperatures rise, you're gonna see more heat waves, that's a problem. You're also gonna see fewer cold waves, which is great. And it actually saves more people right now. So, again, we need to recognize, yes, there is a problem, but it's not the solution that we're normally told.
3: How much of this problem do you believe is man-made, that we could avoid if we change our behavioural patterns?
2: So, again, I'm I'm a social scientist, so I simply buy into what the UN Climate Panel tells us. It's somewhere between 50 and 100% caused by human beings. So we are the main reason for this. We need to fix this in the long run, absolutely. And we do that through innovation. That's how we solve most problems in the world. But we do not do it by making enormous promises that we're not actually going to keep spending hundreds of trillions of dollars and not actually helping the people who are affected by heat right now. The way you do that is by making climate resilient cities, by making them cooler. You paint the rooftops white, you make more uh, uh, white areas, you make more greenery, and then you make energy so cheap that people can actually afford to keep both their air conditioning running in the summer, but also their heating running in the winter the heating that kills 10 times as many people as, cold, uh, as, as heat waves does.
3: Some people may listen to that and say, okay, but aren't you just effectively pulling an arrow? You're not just fiddling while the world burns.
2: I don't think I'm, I'm not even sure what pulling a era means, but it does, what I'm trying to say is, we need to do stuff that actually help people. I thought if you think back in France in 2003, there was a huge heat wave. Uh, It killed probably uh, 45,000 people in, in Paris, France. Almost all politicians said, the way we're gonna fix that is by implementing the Kyoto Protocol. No, that will help nothing. It'll still mean it'll get warmer, but slightly less warmer towards the end of the century. That's ridiculous. The way you should help these elderly people and the next generations of elderly people is by making sure you have air conditioning in uh, elderly homes. And that's indeed what France had. So when they had much higher heat waves, many fewer people died. That's how you actually help people yes, we should also fix climate change in the long run, but smartly, not stupid. OK, Bjorn Lomborg uh, and Matthew Benici, thank you both very much indeed. On
3: Next, after all that heat, time to cool down, I'll be talking to rapper, actor and business mogul Ice Cube. Join me after the break for an interesting interview with a fascinating guy. Welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Ice Cube is a hip-hop superstar turned actor who ever since joining the group NWA has never been afraid of stirring controversy with his words. Well, he sat down with me in New York last week to talk politics, money, and how he responded when Yay, Kanye West, accused him of inspiring his anti-Semitic outbursts. And I'm joined now by Ice Cube. Well, Ice Cube, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, man. Great to have you. It's good to be here. A bona fide
4: legend. Oh, thank you, thank you. You
3: like being called a legend?
4: uh it's cool you know uh it's it's cool it's 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 interesting because I'm still you know here and I'm I still feel like I got so much to do so um it's nice let me ask you this there's been a lot of stuff uh about
3: the state of the world about the state of America where do you see things right now
4: I think um I think you know people are very polarized in all kind of ways Uh, people are afraid to speak out uh, because of the cancer culture cancel I said cancer cancel culture that we have today so I I just think you know people are afraid and they're running to their corners you know um. in a way is a cancer Yeah, it It behaves like that. It does, because it makes not only the person that's getting canceled, uh, they're trying to shut them up, but anybody's watching, now they shut up because they say, if it can happen to this guy, it can happen to me. So by, by smashing somebody who says something that you might not like and canceling them, it actually reverberates throughout the whole community and everybody now is watching what they say all the time see
3: what's the answer to this because i think it's crazy that in a democracy like the united states like the united kingdom that people are too frightened to speak their mind to say what they think
4: what do we do about this i think you say what you want to say and to hell with the consequences Mm. you got to be willing to fight for your rights and fight for what you believe in and if you're a person who believes in freedom of speech. You have to fight and say what you feel and let the chips fall where they may and uh, stand on that. And, you know, it may not be an easy road, but um, I think you feel better about yourself when you say what needs to be said at the time it needs to be said and not afterwards where you go home and think, I should have said this. When that guy was there, or when I was there, I should have said that, and I didn't. Well, that haunts you more.
3: You can definitely say what the hell you like on this show. It's called yeah. it's called uncensored for a reason. <laughs> well, that's why I'm here, man. You know that you've what always I'm been uncensored. Um, let me ask you this: Is America more racist or less racist than when you were a kid?
4: I think it's pretty much the same because it's uh, it's institutionalized and you know the institution takes on different faces so to speak uh but you know i don't know if the if racism in the financial sector or has gotten any better um we still have a hard time getting capital when we need it we still have a hard time um having that access to to those you know currency streams that's out there um, and and so it affects us in the same way. In 1865, black people own um, maybe one or two percent of America, um, and I believe we're still in that same place. Is that right? Yeah,
3: it's barely changed. The last rapper that I interviewed in this very studio was Yay, Kanye West. Yeah, Yay. Yeah. Uh, You've had a wobbly relationship with him, but you're back, you're back on track, I read, that you, you saw him, in fact, a few days ago.
4: Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I mean, we were always cool. You know, he just... He spoke my name without really explaining what he meant, and I and I just really couldn't leave that statement out there without, you know, he never explained what he meant. And so I had to, you know, kind of rebut that. But since then, we've talked, and... I think I think Yay understands that generalizing will will always get you in in more uh, hot water than being very specific. You know, you because be I haven't really seen much specific. of him
3: since I interviewed him. He's kind of disappeared. I mean, how is he? How's he dealing with what's happened to him?
4: Um, I believe he's doing great. You know, he's still you know dealing with. Um, WITH SOME PEOPLE TRYING TO HOLD ON TO HIS MONEY. Um, BUT FOR THE MOST PART, I BELIEVE HE'S um, IN A GOOD SPACE. I THINK HE'S, YOU KNOW, LEARNED A LOT FROM THIS PAST YEAR. AND, YOU KNOW, HOPEFULLY HE'LL COME OUT BETTER ON THE OTHER SIDE. WHEN
3: YOU SAW SOME OF THE CRAZIER THINGS HE WAS SAYING, THE ANTI-SEMITIC STATEMENTS HE WAS MAKING, WHAT DID YOU FEEL, AS SOMEONE WHO KNEW HIM WELL, WHAT DID YOU FEEL ABOUT THAT?
4: I FELT THAT um, IF HE WAS REALLY um, upset with specific people that that the the message he was saying would uh, would kind of hijack what he's really um, upset about mm-hmm. you know and um, and you know that's that's kind of what happened um, you just can't generalize you have to be specific especially if you're um, talking about uh, anybody, any race of people. You have to be specific on who exactly you're talking about.
3: Yeah. Let's talk about the music industry. Huge amount of attention being given to artificial intelligence now. Yeah. Uh, clearly, it has awesome power, not least to replicate how people like you would make music. What do you feel about that?
4: I think it's terrible. I think it's uh, it's going to make people lazier, uh, less creative. UM, you know, could you imagine if an actor, like, if I decided not to do a sequel and the movie company said we have we have the rights to your likeness, Right. we're going to there... put you in the sequel whether you want to be or not because right. we have the right to. So now they use AI to put Ice Cube in a movie I don't want to be in mm. saying things I don't want to say and doing things I wouldn't do. Mm. So to me, that's terrible. Or Or... TAKING AN ARTIST THAT'S PASSED AWAY AND HAVING THEM DO A NEW SONG WITH LYRICS THAT THEY MAY NOT AGREE WITH. Mm. Um, IT'S JUST, YOU KNOW, WE'RE JUST, IT'S A SLIPPERY SLOPE THAT WILL HURT US MORE THAN IT WILL HELP US.
3: IS THERE A BENEFIT THAT YOU CAN SEE WHERE YOU COULD USE AI TO ENHANCE WHAT YOU DO?
4: Um, I MEAN, WE USE, YOU KNOW, AUTOMATION HERE AND THERE TO help advance and make us us sound better but you know once you take the paintbrush out of the painter's hand is it really a painting from him you know you turned down
3: uh, a 9 million dollar movie role in 2021 because you wouldn't take uh, the covid vaccine it was being mandated in Hollywood at the time
4: any mm. regrets There's a lot of money not at all not one regret
3: you know my thought when i heard that story you must be even richer than i think you are <laughs>
4: <laughs> I MEAN, EVERYBODY CAN USE NINE MILLION DOLLARS. I DON'T CARE HOW RICH THEY THINK THEY ARE. Mm. YOU KNOW, EVERYBODY CAN USE THAT MONEY. I COULD HAVE USED THAT MONEY. MY FAMILY COULD HAVE USED THAT MONEY. BUT I FELT LIKE, YOU KNOW, YOUR HEALTH IS WORTH MORE THAN ALL THE MONEY IN THE WORLD. BECAUSE IF YOU HAD ALL THE MONEY IN THE WORLD AND YOU WASN'T HEALTHY, YOU WOULD you would USE THAT MONEY TO GET HEALTHY. SO, um, TO ME, IT WAS AN EXPERIMENTAL DRUG. And um, they had no time to really see the long-term effects. Like, most... And I'm vaccinated. I've been vaccinated Mm. when I was a kid. But these are drugs that have been tested for decades. And, you know, pretty much most of the side effects... I mean, ultimately, I
3: felt about COVID vaccines, that once it was established against what they initially thought, that you could still transmit the virus, whether you were vaccinated or not, to me, it becomes a personal choice. Then it's down to you.
4: Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, the pharmaceutical companies made a lot of money. Mm. Um, businesses closed. You know, it, it was a... It's, it's like an incentive, even when things are not going right, to keep going. Mm. Um, it's kind of like the war machine. You know, if, if you make the bullets and the Band-Aids, you're going to always want to be in war because it's profitable.
3: Have you worked out who you're going to vote for next year? No. It's what we would call in Britain the Hobson's choice.
4: <laughs> What's that mean?
3: It means it doesn't really matter which way you go. You're going to get screwed. I mean, <laughs> wow. Joe Biden looks like he barely knows what day it is. Donald Trump might be in a prison cell. So if that's the choice, what does it say about America?
4: Um, that, you know, America needs to re-examine... WHERE WE ARE, WHERE WE'RE GOING, WHO WE WANT TO LEAD US, AND WHAT KIND OF COUNTRY WE ACTUALLY WANT TO BE, YOU KNOW, A LOT OF CHOICES. YOU KNOW, I'VE I've BECOME INDEPENDENT IN ALL THIS BECAUSE I LIKE TO SIT BACK AND SEE, YOU KNOW, WHO'S REALLY GOING TO BE THE BEST CHOICE. Um, UNFORTUNATELY, THE CHOICES ARE NOT. Always top notch, so to speak. Have you
3: thought of running yourself?
4: Oh, I would never run. There might I be would, a vacancy
3: ne- now. Kanye nah, ceded nah, nah. the territory.
4: <laughs> nah, I don't want to be a politician. You know, they can king me. They don't <laughs> want to make me king. I'll be a
3: king. Well, actually, I've always felt if it hadn't been for King George III being so useless, you could still have the monarchy here and it could be King Piers. I mean, <laughs>
4: right? Uh, I could share I the mean, throne with you. Yeah. King Piers and King Cube. What do you think? <laughs> Hey, uh, I think (laughs) it's only room for one king, man. You know what I'm saying? Are you telling Uh, me to move (laughs) aside? All right. I'll cede cede
3: monarchical power to King Cube, Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great to see you. Thank you very much. Good to see you always, Chris. Really good. Well, that's Cube's Big Three basketball tournament. We'll be live at the O2 in London this August. You can watch the full interview on the Piers Morgan Uncensored YouTube page from right now. On says the next, we're used to politicians kissing babies on the campaign trail, but not nibbling and sniffing them. We'll debate what on earth Joe Biden has been up to. Next. Welcome back to Piers Morgan on welcome to tonight's Stella Pack Talk TV. Centre, and Larone, Adrian. Hello. Good evening. Miss me?
6: Of, of course. course.
3: Oh. Look at those faces. <laughs> ever, ever faces smiled, saying yes, but meant no. Those are the faces. Um, I want to show a clip. This is President Biden, mm. most powerful man in the world, the leader of the free world. You know he always does weird stuff these days, right? No. Look at what he does to this baby who he's never met. Have a look at this. Now, this was taken in Helsinki when he left the uh, the summit last week before he boarded Air Force One, but it's so weird, Esther. Now, what think what man is, would do that to a baby he's never met?
6: Yeah, I'm not. So I'm not usually. I usually give old people a pass because I, you know they're older and you have to respect your he's, elders. He's
3: nibbling a, a strange baby.
6: There is a bigger issue at hand here, which is he just keeps making more and more gas. Everyone yeah. can see that he is. Becoming a bit senile, yeah. And you know, the Democrats really need to take this conversation seriously because I agree. this man cannot run for. I don't. Even, I'm sorry. I don't think he'll be able to make it to the next general election. Mm. I mean, to the extent that he can still maintain his mental faculties to even do that. I, I mean, really. All have these images have... were showing him Honestly, falling. And, this, and is and <clears throat> mean, this is
3: happening every week. It's
6: bad. It's
3: Defend the man. I mean,
7: this isn't about defending him. This is about. Well, it is. Que- no, this is about querying why it's appropriate to criticize someone for being kind to a small human. Because that's, that's, that's what okay, all he okay. was doing. I think you're he was waiting, being kind. He, kind. He, Let's, have, I a mean, Let's kind have a look
3: at these to Hannibal Lecter uh, impression to, again oh, then. Come please. on. Let's have another look at <laughs> please. it. Please. I don't think kind is the word I'd use. He's literally nibbling a baby look, who looks I don't shocked have, and traumatized. Look at not look at her. She's just terrified. I have a
6: problem with that, but clearly the man is losing the ability to take on social cues. Well, that's
7: the bigger issue. He's been playful. No. That's and, fine. And we can see he's been playful. Because we've all been there where a yes. small child has rejected us. No, I've never,
3: I've never nibbled um, us. a strange and baby. And we can <laughs> I never see had.
7: the adults around. No, Paula, Paula, are also finding it Paula, very funny. we haven't you all been there. You want to focus we on bringing the man down. I've never, never nibbled a strange appears. baby. It's desperate. Well, it's not,
3: it would be if it was an isolation. But if you take it in the context of him repeatedly falling over, yes. tripping on Air Force One, falling off bikes... All the verbal gas that have been relentless. Even saying "God saved the Queen" the other day, randomly, nine months after he attended her funeral. It's a it's a procession now, a verbal and physical.
7: It, it's true, what we have is the press reporting a press, pre, we're a press seeing them! I, I agree with you. What do you mean and reporting I and I them? wonder I wonder why we have this focus. Is it because of his age? Is it because yes. we think that you you just cannot stand what are you as a as a you cannot be taken no, no, seriously, the, the, the seriously? It's not, not about his age. age. The, the it's man, not about his age. Well, if it's not about his age, what is it? Because about? I know people like
3: Joan Collins who because are ten years not- older and have and, and are half they seem half their age. The problem is not his age, it's his condition. Well, he looks to me to be at a fairly advanced stage now of senility, and he's the man with his finger on the trigger.
7: Uh, OK, can, can we just... Uh, OK. And and, and where do we get that information Paula. from, that he looks... He from my eyes it. and that's ears. Not, that's your own personal view. We're not being told
3: No, no, by no, a no. it's the, a view shared by, by most new, people. Thing,
7: by the medics that surround him. Do you feel comfortable
3: him? that if he wins the next election, he'd be there for another four years, which is six years from now? If that's
7: who the voters vote in, no, no, of no. I'd be comfortable Do you feel comfortable the President of the United States would be in democracy, And that's what happens, Piers, when your vote is in... Even
3: if he's totally gaga.
7: But, look, Piers, who is saying he's totally gaga? My you because, eyes and ears. Because you don't I agree with him. Or, well, I, I don't believe... So, so I don't genuinely do believe... by the way, if he was a Republican, heard, she'd be saying he's totally gaga. Have you totally heard the say that he's, he's senile? My dear, have We heard this man... That? All right,
3: we've got to so move on. We're going bit, to talk the, about... Let's move on to another age story. So, there was a fantastic game at Wimbledon yesterday. Yes. Alcaraz taking down uh, Djokovic or as somebody put it I think it was the times today the kid beats the goat which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a fantastic game obviously but there was another talking point which was this guy Sutherland.
6: Oh yes.
3: Who looked <laughs> right. unbelievably youthful, right? Mm-hmm. He is 60 in December. Yep. Right? right? And yet he doesn't look it, right? So we don't know why and maybe it's a wonder of of Something. Maybe it's natural, maybe it's not. Who knows in Hollywood? Uh, but we thought we'd have a little game, which is uh, Pitt the younger or older. Right? We've had a few of those in the younger. time. Well, let, no, I'm going to show you some some pictures of people. Okay. And you've got to tell me whether they're younger or older than Brad Pitt. Wow. Go on. Okay. Um, they're
7: about- I'm going to say younger, but definitely looks older. I think they're about the same age. Boris
3: Johnson is only younger by six months than Brad Pitt. Mm. Okay. Next. Nigel Farage. Oh, he's definitely older. Oh, yeah.
6: Older, yeah. Older. yeah. He's, own, he's
3: younger than Pitt by it's, three months. It's,
6: it's, it's in the neck, really? <gasps>
3: yeah, uh, he's younger than Brad Pitt. Hair. Look at that. He looks like yeah. about 20 years eyes. old, doesn't he? Mm. Okay, next mm. OK, next one. Governor Ron DeSantis. I think he's younger.
7: I think, I think younger.
3: He's younger by 16 years mm. than Brad Pitt. Look at
7: that. Yeah.
3: yeah. Huh? Uh, next one. Well, I know... Tom Cruise. I know
7: he's older. Same age? No. He's, he's, he's a year
3: yeah. and a half older, Cruise, yeah. than Brad okay. Pitt. And now probably the most difficult one of all.
7: Actually, that's a good question. Um, wow, I mean, this is same age. Me. No, you must be younger. No. You have to be younger. Easy. So I was going to say he must be older than you.
3: Yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. you, Paula. Yeah. You- and thank you, not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I am younger pause. by a year and three months, apparently, than Brad Pitt. I got to say, he looks good on it, Brad Pitt. I've only met Brad Pitt uh, once, and it was at the Oscars. I was in the red carpet for CNN, mm. and I shouted out, "Brad, you arrived late with Angelina, when they were mm. still sort of talking to each other." and I've just got a brilliant picture where somebody took and it's Brad just going, Hey, man!
2: <laughs> like that, that's Aww. it.
3: That's my Brad Pitt moment. Um, literally just said, Hey, man. Uh, but I remembered it, and it was a moving moment. Um, let's talk about... Well, not another man. Let's talk about a, a pyramid of white supremacy. <laughs> the Church of England has defended teaching controversial race theory, saying kids shouldn't wait till 18 to learn about racial justice. So teaching guidance issued by the diocese of St. Edmundsbury and Ipswich Mm. is the white supremacy pyramid. At the bottom, racial indifference and jokes, and at the top is mass murder. The suggestion being that if you don't get a grip at your school Mm. early, Esther, you become rapidly a white supremacist mass murderer. Why is this being taught in our schools?
6: Honestly, it's very baffling, and it's as if the the church doesn't have... There there aren't enough social ills to go around. There aren't enough issues in society for the church to address. I grew up as an Anglican, and, you know, looking at many Anglican churches in sub-Saharan Africa and Asia in particular, looking at the Church of England and what they're doing to the religion is quite Mm. worrying. I mean, this is really a non-issue, and it has nothing to do with the Church of England. I don't understand why they need to choose politically charged topics to to try and, I don't know, further the cause of God knows what. But this
3: presumption, Paula, that... It's a bit like when they did the um, the, the Gillette reboot and they ditched their, you know, man-supporting yeah, yeah. campaign and basically made it out, if you don't do something, you're all going to be Harvey Weinstein. It's that. It's like, why go to these extremities of mass murderers if you don't... Deal with your critical race theory at school. It's, it's nonsense.
7: So I don't. I don't think it is that. So firstly, it's not nonsense. You got thirty seconds. And, and, to and, and, try well, and exactly, it. and it's not controversial. It's called critical race theory. Remember, this is something that was born out of academics. They were lawyers. Mm. They were discussing about justice and injustice within institutions, not about place? not about individuals. And it's the church attempting to teach about injustice. That's really important. Yeah, but I it's don't not. it's why telling, it's telling about kids about they're going
3: to be mass murderers I, if they carry on. I, the don't the path on. I don't agree with you, and I
7: don't agree with that's what they're being taught, all right. Piers.
3: Got to leave it there. Uh, we'll come back to that issue. Though.
7: Mm.
3: Uh, good to see you. uh, keep, Whatever you're up to, keep it on sense. That's all from me for me tonight. Good night. See you tomorrow.
2: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall.